one of the most important thing that we need to understand is that we need to relax even if we get 50% marks in the mocks we need to relax because we have students that gone from 50 to 80 in no time and you will clear even if you have 2 to 3 days you can clear the exam even if you have 50% but if you lose your patience if you lose your mindset if you start getting worried without any reason then it will be difficult mm -hmm. so whenever you have <clears throat> any kind of issue just take a deep breath and relax take a deep breath and relax in the meantime text um schedule based line i will go for option p right bio you see we don't call just he has established that it affects schedule baseline or cost baseline we don't we don't categorize that individual baseline okay when a change request come let's say a change request is raised first of all in a predictive environment the change request has to be formally requested someone ask a formal change request that we want to do this we want to change something a formal change request has been raised it comes to pm pm evaluates the change request he checks whether scope baseline scope baseline schedule baseline cost baseline and all other plans are affected or not if the plans are not affected okay then he can approve the change request himself or deny the change request if the plans are affected it is affected not affected pm can do himself pm handle if it is affected he do the detailed analysis and then is send it then he send it to change control board to decide so this is basically what happening okay thank you okay yes tisam uh, just want to ask about uh, you know that's uh, uh, categories of personalities that we have mbta personalities you know introverts extroverts should we go deep in that uh, no. agile stuff no no don't don't try to understand anything that you already don't know you don't you don't you already have known a lot of stuff you know a lot of material guys guys please again once again it all comes down to your mindset get relaxed you already know all the material at the sam all the persons who are sitting right in front of me all the eight person they already know all the material knowing the material is not an issue it's all come down to here some of the things you need to know my journeys i shared 7 days plan today in the group my updated 7 days plan if you can go through all the topics and if you can go through each and everything and you understand that end of story in my opinion in my opinion if you don't have very bad luck you see the bad luck can happen to anyone you can easily clear that thank you okay and the way i am saying ibtisam you just need to relax and that's why i even told that to gulzar on monday before your exam or on tuesday on sunday i will have a meditation session with you but do schedule with me because i have a wedding on uh, sunday i will not be available so okay. on monday we will 
monday or sunday i want to have a meditation session with you i do okay. it with all my students so that i can relax mm-hmm. them thank you very much sir. okay for everyone who is having any mental issue who is having, who is having what i sorry to use that word what i want to say who is having pressure in the mind too much pressure that this things is coming or not this happens to everyone the basic thing is close your eyes take three deep breath and start working do this in exam and it can works magically actually i do this in my own exams and this happens to everyone and this is not my way this is the way of so many great philosophers who have done this what happened most of the time you go into deep into the problem and you cannot solve the problem you need to move away from the problem when you step aside from the problem you see a bigger picture and you solve it i know all of you are very good project managers all of you have very good understanding the only thing that is lacking is confidence okay but some of you are over confidence that need to also balance we also have few students who are over confident who also need to balance so it's a balance between those two stuff no? okay so let's start vijayat are you with me if you have any question let me know and we can start mm, no no questions sir okay you can go ahead so first of all bismillah rahman rahim let's start with a complete journey of pmp what is basically pmp and how you can clear it in next 15 to 30 minutes i will summarize the concepts of pmp that you need to understand the first thing that you need to master in order to clear your exam is that a project manager is someone who solves problem on daily basis who solve problem on daily basis the biggest job of a project manager is to do communication is to do communication 90% of the time according to ndq is solving the communication problem a communication problem comes he has to solve now communication problem can be problem of format communication can be problem of miscommunication communication can be problem of a more communication some people need less communication not everyone needs the detail of the information if you get the detail of the information you get confused so right format to right people at right time to have right impact four r of communication then how you do you do communication with who basically you do communication with stakeholder and stakeholder is any person who is affected by the project or who thinks i am affected by the project stakeholder is any person who is affected by the project or who thinks i am affected by the project okay and with the resource when we talk about the resource resource is basically our team resource is basically our team resource or your team also comes under the stakeholder but we generally categorize them as a different category we generally categorize them as a separate category so that we can deal with them so that is the job of project manager now it's predictive or it's agile it does not matter these three areas are same 
in predictive, agile, and hybrid. I'll repeat myself. Communication, stakeholder, and resource. These three areas play the same role in both of these. As a project manager, you prefer to have a co-located team over virtual team. As a project manager, you like to have osmotic communication. If anything that I'm speaking, you are unable to understand, please raise your hand so that we can clarify and solve that issue right there. As a project manager, I like to have co-located team. As a project manager, I prefer osmotic communication in both cycle. Yes, it's more in agile, but it's same. But it's same in predictive environment also. This is important to understand. Most people think that it's only in agile. No, it is preferred in agile. And in your exam, you will be getting questions regarding agile and predictive in a mixed scenario. For example, the question can come as an agile project manager, you have a fixed scope. Now the question suddenly confuses you as an agile project manager, how can I have a fixed scope? This means you have a hybrid environment. This means you have a hybrid environment. As an agile, as a predictive project manager, you are conducting daily standups. This means you are in hybrid environment. So understand that these things will work in both. So what do we do in communication? We analyze the need of the stakeholder. Actually, initially, the first step would be to identify all the stakeholder and that also include the team member and write all the stakeholder in stakeholder register. You identify the stakeholder, you put them in stakeholder register, all stakeholder. This is critical. Then you classify them through power interest model or salience model or stakeholder queue. Understand that for exam point of view, the question can ask from any quadrant in which quadrant you are and what to do. But for salience and stakeholder queue, you only need to know power, interest, attitude, power, urgency, sorry, power, urgency and legitimacy and stakeholder queue, power, interest and attitude. And you need to know that this is a 3D model. Once you have identified stakeholder, you have classified them and you put them into stakeholder engagement matter uh, in stakeholder register, then you need to put stakeholder engagement metrics, which is nothing but understanding the current state of the stakeholder and our desired state. Where do we want stakeholder to be? The current state of the stakeholder and desired stake. Do we want the stakeholder to be unaware? Do we want him supportive, leading, neutral? Where do we want at this time? Understand that while moving the project, the stakeholder engagement level can change. We need to continuously update stakeholder matrix. And stakeholder engagement plan is all about the strategies that we used to convert the current engagement level of the stakeholder to desired engagement level. Stakeholder engagement plan is all about the strategies we do to convert, change the current engagement level to the desired engagement level, which we require. Once we have made stakeholder engagement plan, we, use, we know how we are going to communicate them, how we are going to communicate between the stakeholders. What are their desired preferences? For that, we write communication management plan. 
So for that, we write communication management plan. So when while we are doing this, we need to know what type of resource we need, resource breakdown structure, what type of resource we need for our project, or do we need generalized specialists for agile? We generally need generalized specialists, people who can do more than one task, people who can do more than one task. So they are considered as generalized specialists. Once, if do you want resource like that? Do you want someone you also had in the past? Do you want someone you also had in the past? Maybe reassignment. So you assign assignment to the resources, resource assignment according to that. If the resource need training, you make training management plan in your resource management plan. You have a training management plan. Identify which resource need which training. And once that training is done, you measure the KPIs of the training. As a project manager, you need to understand emotional intelligence. Know yourself. Emotional intelligence is nothing but just four things. Know yourself. Know yourself. Manage yourself. Know others. Influence or manage others. So in simple words, knowing the emotions of other person and helping them to understand that, helping them to manage that is emotional intelligence. As a project manager, all the time, you need to deal with the emotional intelligence. You need to act like emotional. For example, I'm your project manager for your clearing PMP. Even if some of you don't reply me even for a day and you even for a week or two weeks, if you re reply back me after two weeks, as a project manager, I should not get angry with you. As a project manager, I should understand that people have priorities. As a project manager, I need to have a relationship with you that is above the surface level. That is that goes to emotional level. Because my friends, if you can have a relationship with anyone at an emotional level, they will die for you. They will do so many things for you that you can't imagine. Humans are emotional creatures. And remember that while solving your PMP question. While solving your PMP question, remember that human traits. Remember, very important, all humans are same. All of us follow Maslow hierarchy of needs. We have our basic needs. We need food. We need security. Once that is done, we go to creativity and all those things. Understand. Or how a human is motivated. Two-point theory of Hertzberg that few things are not present, we will get demotivated. But even if you increase the salary so much, you cannot motivate a person. You need to give them opportunity. You need to give them recognition. You need to give significance. All those things. So Hertzberg theory of motivation is very important. Understand your team. What is the level of your team? If your team is self-directed, if your team knows how to do the task, why would you use theory X on them? Putting cameras or always asking the feedback. If they are doing their task themselves, let them do. Why you are decreasing their efficiency? Understand theory X, theory 5. And remember expectance theory. Very powerful theories. All these theories, Maslow, Hertzberg theory, theory X, theory Y, expectance theory, understand the emotions of people.
understand the needs of the people then very important understand the dynamics of the team understand tuckman ladder very important for example important for example uh, i can hear my voice that is very good but <laughs> i don't know from where it is very kindly mute yourself okay tuckman ladder also known as stages of team forming what happen at forming at forming the team comes you as a project manager need to have summit leadership in the mind but situational leadership adoptive leadership in action situational leadership or adoptive leadership in the forming stage you need to set ground rules you need to make team charter you need to have a directive nature do this task this way do this task this way you need to clarify the requirements as right as possible you need to clarify the requirement as right as possible so forming once the team is there team started working there there is productivity there is order then of course the conflict will occur it come back to the human nature when humans work together the conflict always occur i always say that you cannot make everyone happy if you want to make everyone happy go sell ice cream you cannot make everyone happy by doing anything else okay actually you cannot make happy me by selling ice cream i don't like ice cream maybe a cup of tea right maru maybe a cup of tea for pakistani okay so storming when team is fighting together when team is fighting understand how do you handle the conflict understand level of the conflict level 1 to level 5 level 5 is war if the if if i am unable to see someone's face i don't like that person i cannot see even st uh, stand his face then why are you trying to solve the problem you cannot solve the problem you will waste your energy in solving that conflict you should focus on solving the problem and if there is a slight disagreement like we are talking uh, okay we disagree on something two team member disagree on something don't go and try to solve it the best thing for a project manager is that team as a whole solve the conflict themselves let the team solve the conflict themselves understand co-located teams understand self directed self uh, self motivated individuals and even in agile we have a value individual and interactions over processes and tools that let the team work themselves let the team if they can solve the conflict let them solve and even if you solve the conflict see how you can get win win how you avoid lose lose which conflict resolution technique can help at that time this is a very important as a project manager win win is preferred but you cannot get win win all the time so maybe it is important sometime you do forcing sometime you do compromise all those techniques are the tools of the project manager tools are there to use win win is preferred but depending upon the scenario you need to use different tools also so as a project manager in storming what do you do 
you support your team sorry you coach your team you coach them what does you mean by coach you listen to your team you listen to your team if your team has any issue go there sit and listen to them a very important trait of a project manager active listening active listening there are three levels of active listening the one you are listening only to listen and you are thinking yourself second you are listening to understand what he is saying third understanding his body language why is coming from that level as a project manager you need to do active listening and most of the time even if you just hear a person if you just hear what he is trying to say then your problem will be solved understand that some person are introvert introvert person don't like to talk to people introvert person don't like to go to meeting introvert person are good in computer i am an introvert person i love to do i actually love to do online training i don't meet with anyone if there is a marriage 99% i will try i don't want to go there this is reality if it's someone else birthday i almost i always try that somehow i don't go somehow i try to get that i try to find a reason not to go that's so true my brother my younger brother and my elder brother both of them are extrovert you just need to invite them and they will be there so you need to understand your team member and that's it not more detail introvert is basically they are you can say they have, they love themselves they like to talk to people at a distance they are absorbed in themselves they love to do their work and all those traits everyone has their advantages for example i am an introvert i can sit in a computer i can do in my trainings i do actually my do trainings for 16 hours i am never tired so you need to identify what you are then as you are developing team understand which team member need what thing and fill that need if that is required according to the project so tuckman ladder the conflict resolution team very important very important three processes of pmp acquire team how do you acquire the resources you identify the resources which resources are required what type of resources are required once the team is there you develop them through training through coaching through mentoring you also develop stakeholders to mentor stakeholders then if there is a conflict you manage them these three process are the most important process in exam okay once the storming is done then you go to norming then performing in norming you support as a project manager in performing that is very important you step aside and let them do the task you delegate the task then at adjourning stage again they required coach so in this way we cover the complete people area the 42% of exam i have just covered in front of you i think everything we have covered if you have any question in 42% of that exam you can ask me that is building a team what we just discussed is building a team creating a team acquiring developing managing the complete stakeholder journey the communication journey journey of resource all those things yeah bio go ahead when you have your stakeholders and you have um, identified them and you've categorized them and now 
um, you want to plan how you communicate with them. And you're planning how to communicate with them. Before we move into um, Rusty, uh, responsibility, assignment, consult, and inform, does the RAM come before Rusty? You see, RAM and in your process of work? RAM, RAM and RASI responsibility assignment metrics come before or RASI metrics come before. You can use both of them. Responsible. You can just use RAM or you can use RASI. As a project manager, I prefer RASI. Why? You have responsibility here, your accountability, consult, and inform. In RAM, you only have responsibility. So it, it does not mean that one come before and one come later. Anyone, it's your tool, whichever you want to use. Okay. Okay, thank you. Sure. Anyone else has a question, please ask. Yes, please. Any question? Uh, Amir, just uh, find difference between smoothing and uh, the other one, compromising. Smoothing. Smoothing is basically we are delaying. Smoothing is more of a we are delaying. We are delaying our task by agreeing. We are delaying on task by agreeing on the point of agreement. For example, there are some differences between us and there are some points on which we agree. If we just focus on what we agree and we say the remaining point we will discuss later, that is smoothing. That is smoothing. But if we move away from our stance, let's say me and you are fighting, you give up something, I give up something, that is compromise. So compromising comes more of under lose-lose. Okay, thank Both you. And work. collaborating? Collaborating is a win-win situation. We work together. Win-win also. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We work together to win something, to get something right. Okay, but if we have to choose, we choose always compromise, right? We choose collaborate. Okay. Pro number collaborate. one, number one mm -hmm. problem solving, collaboration. Number two, smoothing. Number three, then maybe uh, compromising, forcing, directing, depending upon the questions. Oh, okay, thank you. Sure. Anyone else? So, Amir, sir, you mentioned that uh, for sm uh, smoothing, accommodating, you delay on a task and agree on what was that? In smoothing, you are actually delaying the conflict. You are delaying the conflict. We agree, okay, we agree on two-point agenda. Remaining point, we will discuss on, discuss on the next meeting. That is smoothing. As a key, in my opinion, if the answer is smoothing, most of the time the question will be like that. The project manager has agreed on some of the point and as the point of conflicts, he has said, we will discuss later on in the next meeting. That is smoothing. In compromise, both parties give up something. Both parties give up something. That is compromise. Thank you. Sure. Uh, you also mentioned uh, that in the, um, let me see, in the, 
developing team stage sure. yeah you uh, you so as a uh, project manager you are coaching the team uh, you are mentoring the team and also you mention stakeholders too right yeah you mentor stakeholders also you see if the stakeholder does not know something if the if you want to convey something to your stakeholder and he is not aware of that you may need to tell them let's say you are my stakeholder actually this happens with you and me jan initially when we started you said i prefer email that i prefer uh, whatsapp right so i talked yes. so, so we communicated and now we are uh, 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 communicating totally on whatsapp i am transferring document to you on whatsapp now i am an expert t shape expert on whatsapp yes, gmail yes 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 you see because yeah. for me that was important i have to, you are my stakeholder currently you are my number one stakeholder i have to mentor you so one more question uh, i see this question come often in a iteration sprint iteration uh, i'll come to agile. so the stakeholder uh, i'll come to agile now oh sir thank you I'll, i'll i'm talking about forming norming Go ahead, please. Okay. Oh, okay. So, uh, second. Yeah. Bilal, last up, just one. Second. One, one second, Bilal. Sir. Yes, yes, Mr. Jain. What is your sprint, question? Sprint iteration, uh, or in a sprint um, session, you have um, stakeholder um, comes directly and ask the uh, developer, the, the team, to uh, add add. Um, more requirements or and and disturb the team right but typically the stakeholder has to work with the team members you so see, that's when the um, mr jain uh, your master i got your point yeah. when we have you see we have sprint review we will we, are, we will be coming back to that in detail in sprint review it's it's the time when we give the requirement to the stakeholder it's the time when we give something to that so if a stakeholder or a customer wants to add anything he can come in sprint review and he can add that thing he can give his requirement to reprioritize the product backlog this is the structure of agile it's not disturbing the team the team signed up for that thing the team signed up for that thing in agile we respond to the change we give minimum viable product according to a requirement so when we show them the product when we show them in the sprint review which was agreed they can add the requirement but remember this thing this is very important concept let's say in the start of the project you agreed to 100 requirement and you made the road map of project road map of one year that we will be completing the project in one year if in any time the project uh, stakeholder or a product owner adds something there is always a trade off if a high level requirement is added if a new requirement is added the low level requirement get moved out of the project the low level requirement is moved out of the project important concept on this mr jain i i hope that's clear yeah one more question i have with the sprint backlog i'm uh, mr jain uh, i think agile question let's wait when i'll complete the agile then you can ask the agile question okay all right thank you Thank you. Yes, yes, Bilal sir. So we uh, cover in a people section communication. Uh, actually, uh, I want to relate with the uh, with the forty nine process. 
so in a communication we uh, made a plan for a communication and manage the communication plan and uh, the monitor communication so we cover all the things in a communication side and after that we discuss the stakeholders identify engagement stakeholder matrix something we have to cover all the things in the stakeholders identify the source we are identify we identify yep. the stakeholder we put our stakeholder yep. then plan stakeholder we make a stakeholder engagement plan to change the current into desired then many stakeholder yes, yes. we ensure what was planned is implemented in monitor we are checking yes. plan versus actual go ahead next resource yes. and then and then we discuss the resource uh, in which we discuss the acquire team uh, develop team and then uh, there is one thing uh, what we discuss in, in last thing we discuss the informing stage in it we had resource management plan which tells us which type of resource you need then informing yes. stage i correlated with that you make a team charter that is planning stage of uh, the first topic of yes. the first then acquire yes. team develop team manage team once that is done you go to the adjourning stage that is controlling a resource yes and then uh, we uh, we didn't discover uh, discuss the procurement side no no in our resources we haven't discussed we are not covering no no this is important concept procurement we treat is the nine knowledge in the nine knowledge areas are different the procurement is always considered outside if we procure a resource if we procure a resource that will be covered in procurement so i can continue i think so sure so ali everyone uh, now we come to the more of a business environment area so we covered a 42% of the exam people now business environment so what is business environment business environment is basically the first thing is that why you want to create a project why you want to create a project why there has to be as a business need a requirement a requirement something that you want to create a project now the requirement can be from portfolio program organization customer whatever the requirement is a business required come you make a business case out of it a documented cost benefit analysis feasibility you make a benefit management plan in business case we have multiple options and from net present value from irr from return on investment from present value future value we see which project will fulfill our requirement according to that we make a project charter of that business gets gets selected then we make a project charter once the project charter is selected then our project is ready to then of course we make stakeholder register and then we make project management plan if it is predictive and agile we make product backlog so one understanding one thing is very important compliance while we are doing project compliance plays a great role we can have a quality audit we can have a health and safety audit we can have a standards audit we can have an environment audit we can have a multiple type of compliance so we need to see what are the compliance and how we can do important thing to understand while these things we can also use quantitative risk assessment like the cn tree analysis here or maybe tornado analysis to see which type of project we are going to do and how it add to the overall picture so this this is basically more of a business value how you deliver business value to the customer 
you consider your ops organizational process assets policies procedure tools and template and lesson learns and you also consider your ef enterprise environmental factor internal and external remember very important thing work authorization system project management information system all those things are covered in enterprise environmental factor uh, yes who asked the question pajat i think it was you yes sir i was asking uh, this for business uh, benefit management plan we have sir one is uh, present value and other is net present value what is the difference between these two uh, come again present value difference between present value and uh, net present value okay i'm not going to go into detail of net present value i'm going i'll just tell you what is present value if if you give me 10 lakh rupees or 1 million today that is a present value if i give back you five five years will this 10 lakh will be equal to the 10 lakh that i'll give back to you no no Inflation. So present value tell us what is the value, current value of any resource, and then we have a future value through which we calculate what will be the future value of this thing. And most of the time, the future value will be less. Now it depends from the resource to resource. This is an important concept to understand. For example, for example, if you are building a company after five year, the future value of the company will be more. The value of the company increases, na? The share goes high, but the value of the dollars goes down. So you need to understand what is this. Then net present value is a very complex concept. Net present I R I R R. I don't want to go into detail. That's very business analyst. If you do B R business analyst with me, we'll go into detail. For the exam point of view, just understand this thing. That N P V for any project has to be greater than zero. But higher the N P V. Better it is for your project. Same goes for IRR. Okay, so please, I have not understood about work authorization. Uh, bio work authorization system. In we do we basically utilize work authorization system. How to authorize a work? In many environment, especially in agile in predictive environment, you have to authorize the work. You have to. authorize the complete work that we can do the work or we cannot do the work you need permit to works and all those things so all those things are actually covered under enterprise environmental factor so that was basically your business environment if you have any question from business environment 8% of your exam will be there i have covered the high level domain of the business environment if you have any question please ask then we will move towards the process area that is 42% sir what Fifty percent of them. Yes. What kind of questions we get from this uh, topic are those numericals or like uh, numerical solving mathematical problems? Or we be getting more than one numerical. Numericals you will be getting more of SPI and CPI. I will share the questions with you uh, of specifically business value once you have revised the material. Then what type of questions you will get? No, we will cover all okay. that. Okay. Yes. Anyone else? Any question? Okay, no questions. So we are moving towards the process domain. Process domain is fifty percent of your exam, and in fifty percent, of course, fifty percent will be hybrid, and fifty percent will be predictive. Understand this thing. When people says that seventy percent exam is agile, actually they don't understand one thing. 
that people area that is 42% of the exam that's mostly near it seems like it is more mostly near towards agile 8% of business environment it actually seems like it is more towards agile because in people area mostly questions are actually related to agile even you make a predictive environment it seems like that is near to that so what we need to understand the real uh, division of exam comes in process domain real division comes under the under the process domain so in process domain let's go with the most important thing first let's go with the risk risk is just like stakeholder first you make plan risk management how you are going to manage the risk in complete project you need to understand the tolerance of your organization you need to understand is your organization risk averse risk seeker risk neutral what is the threshold of your organization once that is done then you identify all the risk not few risk you identify all the risk this is very important concept just like stakeholder to identify all the risk and put them in risk register and maybe at this stage put potential response and potential owner so once you have identify all the risk since all risk are not equal we rank the risk we rank the risk through two method qualitative risk assessment and quantitative qualitative risk assessment is basically low risk medium risk and high risk we use risk probability into impact so we use this matrix to rank the risk then quantitative is basically we give number to the risk we use monte carlo analysis we use simulation we use tornado analysis expected monetary value and all those things very important point this process can be skipped in most of the project it is actually skipped in most of the project if it is not needed to do we don't do this project we don't do this process quantitative risk assessment can be skipped when you skip this process when you don't have someone to do quantitative risk analysis that is a difficult thing to do not everyone can do that you have a risk specialist to do that then you see this is basically costly thing do you need that for your project or not if your project is simple building a house simple house why you are going to do quantitative analysis no you don't need to do that qualitative can fulfill the job and so on once you have done this you get risk register and risk report then you make plan risk response where we plan for positive risk opportunity and negative risk threat we have avoid mitigate transfer for negative exploit enhance share for positive then we have acceptance for both positive and negative if we make some kind of plan some kind of plan even we accept that we are not going to do anything that is also active acceptance that we don't need plan we already know that that risk risk is acceptable so active acceptance we make contingency plan in passive acceptance we don't make any kind of plan if this things happen happen so that is passive acceptance we do work around for that for active acceptance or for any planned risk we use reserves from contingency reserves from passive acceptance where we do work around we use uh, money from management reserves so once the risk register is updated you have assigned the risk owner if a risk occur that is a trigger if a trigger occur then a risk will occur and if the risk has occurred you put the plan and still some risk is left over that's left over is known as residual risk and if as a result of one risk another risk occur 
that risk is known as secondary risk remember one thing we always put a risk owner for a risk but he is responsible to manage the risk the accountability lies with the project manager at the end of the day project manager is accountable for the complete project okay this is important concept to understand and as you are doing the risk management activity new risk can come at any time if a new risk uh, uh, is identified you put back into the risk register and you do the same process for that you do risk audit to check the effectiveness of the risk process and you do risk review meeting to see uh, is there a new risk has occurred or not and you see how your risk process is going so that's all about risk any question from risk you can ask right now okay yes in club yeah so amir sir it's not a question but just i want to add from an exam standpoint risk identification and stakeholder identification is a continuous process which will happen throughout the life cycle of the project yeah many people get confused that once we do a risk identification the process stops but it never stops it will it will flow throughout the life cycle of the project 100% thank you for adding that you are 100% right okay thank you so can you yeah okay can you um elaborate on the um contingency reserve and management reserve uh, when, uh, when, when we'll make, we'll make three baselines right now after 5 minutes i think then i will cover to contingency reserves and management reserves ओके i am making some i want to have some dinner okay so i actually have some dinner and i procured the dinner today tonight actually so how i procured the dinner i actually have a choice whether we want to make dinner at home or we want to buy dinner so we decided on various factors do we have a time for that will it be cost effective do we have all those things do we have skills what will be more inexpensive so once we have made that correct criteria we said we are going to go with buy so once you have buy to made the criteria that you are going to buy something then you have to see source selection criteria what is your source selection criteria when you are making a source selection criteria there are various factors factor like your past references factor like there someone has referred you factor like factors like sole source if there is only one source of something you have to go with them factors like quality of someone cost to quality and so many other things so you have source selection criteria once you made the source selection criteria then you make procurement statement of work a detailed statement in which you write down each and everything what you require and you decide which type of contract you are going to have if you decide your scope is unclear scope is clear you prefer to have firm fixed price contract your price is fixed everything is there so in firm fixed price all the risk goes with the seller so if you want seller to do something earlier then you may be have fixed price incentive fee and if contract is long 
long term, we can have fixed price, economics price adjustment. So the risk on seller keeps on decreasing on these. Seller has no incentive here. He has to give the thing in this price if he agrees. So the risk on seller is high. Incentive, he has an incentive to complete earlier. So he, he can get an incentive, his risk decreases. Then we have risk economic price adjustment. Then we have cost reimbursement contract. If your scope is not clear, mostly in IT, we have cost reimbursement contract. So here the risk is higher on buyer and less on seller. If we give some incentive, we can give some incentive and we can also give award to seller. So we have also cost plus incentive fee, cost plus award fee. And we also have time and material contract. Very important thing, in Agile, we can have multiple time of multiple type of contract. We can have any type of contract we want. These are some basic type. We can have fixed price, graduated contract, fixed price per work package, fixed price per user story, uh, customized contract. We can have a free for change and nothing for something like that. You can actually have any type of contract in Agile. Customer collaboration over contract negotiation, the value of Agile. So you can make whatever the type of contract you want in Agile. So once the contract is done, bio, please wait, let me complete procurement. So once the, once the contract is done, then we have agreed the contract, we do advertisement with all the potential sellers, we get proposals from the people, we get the proposal, we screen the proposal with our source selection criteria, which people meet our criteria, all those things. Then we have bidding conference. In bidding conference, everyone give their proposals and we clarify all the requirements. We clarify the requirements and then we have uh, negotiations with them, price negotiation and all those things. Remember very important thing. Project manager does not negotiate anything regarding to money. We have a procurement manager for that. Very important. So once that is done, once we have uh, selected our seller, then we write the agreement. We get the approval of agreement from senior management. And once the agreement is written, then we continuously check their quality. We continuously checking whether they are producing the right deliverable or not. Is there any issue in the deliverables? All those things we check. When the deliverables arrive, we do inspection. And if it is written in the contract, we can do audit. Then we also do the audit of our client. We also, of our seller, we can also do the audit. So inspection, if we accept the deliverables, we close the procurement, we sign, like if we have a formal procedure, we may have to give them written signature and pay them remaining invoice. If we don't accept the deliverable and there is any kind of disagreement, then a dispute rises. As whenever a dispute rises, the first thing is to try to have a negotiation. Negotiation is always preferred. Try to have a win-win situation or maybe even a compromise. If you cannot get that, have a mediator to help you solve the situation. If you cannot do that, then like you can then do what is written in the contract. If you cannot do that, then the last resources go to the court. And this way, we cover everything that is in procurement. Yes, Bio, it is your question. Yeah, Bio. Bio, you had a question. Of, of, the, of, of the three, can, can you please show the screen? Can I share a screen? Yes, what do you want to see? 
of of the three um, categories, which one is the most favorable to the seller? Is it cost plus um, award fee or incentive or cost plus? Um... Cost, cost, cost plus award fee. Okay. Of course, cost plus award fee, but you can also have time, time and material. You cannot say as a hard and fast rule. It depends on the requirement. Is the requirement fixed? All those things. All right, thank you. Anyone else has any question? Or I, I'm moving to quality. Okay. So what is quality? Quality is inherent characteristic of the product. What the product must do. What the customer is paying you. What has been agreed with you. Very important thing. We give quality according to agreed standards. Then standards can be very high, very low, whatever the standards is, we agree with the standards. In quality, while we are discussing quality, we calculate cost of quality. We do benchmarking a lot, comparing quality with other, because we are choosing standards. Most of the time standards can be ISO. So we are using the external benchmarking, all those things. So we plan the quality, we make quality management plan. We have quality matrices. We try to have zero defects. We try to get a quality culture in which we make a product, a quality product. We try to follow plan, do, check, act, or plan, do, study, act. We try to follow the Six Sigma methodology, having only 3.4 defects in a million. We try to use control charts to ensure and manage quality. We try to do control chart, ensuring that our process get optimized. We don't have any kind of issues. Tools of quality are very important. 2080 rules, Pareto, a sampling, statistical sampling, attribute sampling, variable sampling, checklist, check sheets, when to use them, uh, scatter diagram, a very important tool. Then what else we have in quality? Uh, benchmarking, cost of quality, histogram, all line chart, all these tools are very important. So in plan quality, we plan for quality, how we are going to build the quality product. In manage quality, it's an execution. We actually try to build our product, a quality product. We try to optimize our resource. Quality team goes to the execution team and ask them that we want to ensure. Here we are using checklist to ensure that our product built according to the agreed quality standards. Our product built in the best possible way. We don't do gold plating. We do what is being agreed. We try to build what is agreed, not more, not less. That's why we have control chart. We don't want to give more. We don't want to give less. All those things. Once that is done, deliverable is produced in control check quality. We check our deliverable. We inspect the deliverable. And as a result, we get verified deliverables. Verified deliverables in control quality. We made verified deliverable that goes to quality. That goes to the customer. Now, in validated scope, customer will check the deliverable. Here, the quality checks the deliverable through checklist, through check sheets, through different tools. Actually doing inspection, peer review. Manage quality is all about doing audit, 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 finding the root cause, optimizing the process. Control quality is all about checking, checking, inspection, and all those things. That is manage quality, control quality. Plan, manage, control quality very important tools and technique. Any question, please ask. Mention about optimized quality comes under manage quality. Manage quality. 
So when you say optimize, is that um, comparing it with uh, com looking at the processes, the quality assurance? Yes, yes, yes. Right. That's what I have. But how do you optimize? You're just uh, looking to make sure that it's meeting the standard, right? Yes, that is optimization. No? We are trying. We are trying to ensure that we follow that process. That is okay. optimizing. Thank you. Trying to improve each time. We try to improve better. Any questions so far? Yeah, in club. So, so Amir sir, is it fair to say manage quality is to implement all the processes from a quality standpoint, and control quality is wherein something breaks and and then you try to fix it. Yes, in a way, yes. In a way, yes. But remember. Uh, this is very important thing. All processes have their importance. All 49 processes have their importance. Although you will not get questions like these in exam, which process has which thing. But since I shared that my how to clear PMP in seven days, I have shared journey of deliverable, journey of work performance data. So these two things you must understand. Deliverables are produced in direct and managed work in execution. Then deliverable goes to control quality, where you verify the deliverable. That deliverable is according to the agreed quality standard. Then the deliverable goes to validate scope, where we check whether where the customer check whether the deliverable is according to agreed thing or not, and they accept or they reject that deliverable. Okay. Anyone else? Okay. So we covered procurement risk stakeholder communication resource quality so now let's go to the uh, how three baselines are created very interesting thing to understand very less questions are coming on how on these big topic how three baselines are created all the students who are who have given the exam although they have a lot of material but not many questions are coming that so give them importance according to give them value according to the questions they are coming. Don't focus too much on solving questions on critical path, solving undervalued questions. Those questions are not coming. Even if they come, it's one or two question, you can let it go. But let's go with that. So here in predictive and agile, here comes the biggest difference. In predictive, scope is fixed. Scope, schedule, cost. So scope is fixed. Once the scope is locked, we cannot change anything. If you have to change, you have to go to change control board. Change control board, change the scope baseline. Scope baseline, cost baseline, schedule baseline. We get three baselines in the project. So these are the three, these are known as iron triangle, triple constraints, all those things. So how do you make basically scope baseline? That is basically the journey of scope. The first thing is you have a scope management plan that tells us how scope is managed, how scope is controlled. Then you have a requirement management plan, basically which tells us how you collect all the requirements. Collecting the requirement is simply the, one of the most important process. If you miss any requirement collecting, collecting requirement is just like stakeholder identification, just like identification of risk, having all the tools, asking the experts, reviewing the documents, having a focus group, facilitated workshop, using the context diagram, making prototype, using all those techniques, uh, job shadowing, observations, talking to people, surveys, questionnaires, utilize all those techniques to collect the requirement. Once you have collected the requirement, 
you make requirement documentation having business requirement stakeholder requirement solution requirement functional requirement know all the details about all the requirement if you need to check are in this document then we have requirement traceability matrix a matrix having linkage from start to end what is in the project so we get all the requirement linked to their reasons which organizational goal they are achieving all those things are mentioned in this requirement traceability and documentation but remember this these are the product requirement in in next step define scope we make project scope statement the most important document after project charter we defined what is okay we have all the requirement here we define maybe we put mosco here must have should have could have would likely to have but maybe next time what are the things you are going to produce what are the things you are not going to produce it has acceptable criteria what you are how you are going to accept something what are the things that you need to produce what are the assumptions you are making what are the constraints you are making so all those things in your project scope statement once you have made the project scope statement then you go to make scope baseline what is scope baseline is a combination of project scope statement work breakdown structure plus work breakdown structure dictionary work breakdown structure has of course many levels the first level is basically the deliverables then uh, control accounts then planning package then work package work package is the smallest area on which you can do actually planning we do we will divide work package in the next step so once the scope best baseline is done if you want to change anything in control scope you have to go through change control procedure remember one thing when you are doing monitoring and controlling you are always doing one thing you are doing variance analysis variance analysis is nothing but comparing between what was planned and what is actual the difference is known as variance analysis so this is called variance analysis so your scope baseline is done what do you do next step okay if you have any question so far in scope you can ask Okay, so what is the difference between the requirements document and requirements traceability matrix? Okay, requirement documentation is a detail of all the requirement, functional requirement, this requirement, this requirement. Requirement traceability is just a, a, a just a matrix that is tracing one requirement to another requirement. You can say that the the basic difference is the level of detail. Requirement documentation is a more detailed document. so once we close a project right you come to the close project phase uh, how do we uh, how do we close out the project what what document do we look for to uh, to make sure project management plan Sorry. and scope baseline requirement documentation has nothing to do with that because from the requirement if i say like this you have project charter then you make requirement documentation and requirement traceability matrix then you make project scope statement and your scope baseline and that goes into project management plan so you need to see that you need to see that it it right. so yeah so just to confirm when we are closing out a project right so we want to uh, make sure that the project met the requirements so we look at the requirements documentation no, project we don't look at the requirement documentation we look at the scope baseline okay and project management plan 
if in the option scope management plan and project management plan is not there then we look at the project charter or project scope statement this we don't look at we collected all the requirement then we prioritize that we need this or not need this mr jain very important thing maybe we have 100 requirement here and we only produce 20 thing we agree with the customer what we are going to produce right. so this is something we need to look we we don't need to know that 80 requirements which we which we agreed we will not do the customer can say that at the end this this you haven't done that so that's why in scope baseline you have approved project scope statement approved project scope statement means everything is written in it what need to be produced thank you sure yes bio sorry please uh, bear with me i'm i'm driving home um could you please uh, give me like uh, more information on this breakdown breaking down from wbs down to um, control account work work package to the bottom i've not gotten that concept clearly first of all i will require you to stop somewhere and then listen to me i don't want you to explain anything while you are driving safety comes first bio we can always do that again but if you if something happens while driving i don't recommend that you attend class while driving i'll recommend you leave this class and then you can have one to one session uh, i highly recommend you don't listen to me while you are driving okay bye i'll come back to you once you have stopped driving i'm not going to explain this way anyone else has any question Okay, so if there's some any questions so far, you are not asking. You have been quite very. Yeah, quiet. I'm listening. Uh, just remember product analysis and document analysis, please. Product analysis is basically breaking down your product and seeing what is the best possible way to make your product. Document analysis is basically checking all the documents to ensure that all requirements have been all the requirements you have captured properly. Okay. okay. Yes, Imran. Uh, okay. Uh, so, as per my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong. The mostly scope part is no incoming in the we are in doing in monitoring and controlling validate and controlling the scope, right? Okay. Yeah. So after that, because we have already planned, we go for the like to scope management, then requirement, define scope, and create WPS and dictionary. and uh, finally we are moving to validate and the control scope in the uh, monitoring and execution stage right sir yeah so it is not uh, so validate, not... validate and control scope is in uh, monitoring and control 100% yeah yeah yes, okay okay yeah but that's it thank you sir okay, thank you. so since deliverable journeys become as in direct and managed work or in execution deliverable is produced once the deliverable is produced the deliverable goes to quality control you get verified deliverable then verified deliverable goes to validate scope you get accepted deliverable okay the accepted deliverable goes to close the project and end of story 
okay at any point yeah. the deliverable here in here in verify deliverable quality team checks the characteristic if they reject the deliverable we generate a change request preventive action corrective action or defect repair and the change request goes to perform integrated change control which check the change request and if they approved the change request is again implemented in direct and manage work same happen if the customer accept that if the customer reject the deliverable we get a change request and the change request is evaluated that what is this and it again goes to the same process so we have made one baseline that is scope baseline so let's go with the schedule baseline schedule management plan we made in which we identify which type of resource we are going to use uh, which type of software we are going to use how we are going to use the software all those things are identified in your schedule management plan or some schedule management plan what is that your what is your company tolerance in the time all those things so once you made schedule management plan in the next process define activity you divide divide the work package into activity lists you get activity list activity attributes and of course milestone list milestone is an important thing milestone basically tells you what are the significant event of your project then you have activity list you sequence your activities okay through finish to start start to start finish to finish start to start finish also you have leads and lag there to guide you plus you have some dependencies mandatory dependencies discretionary dependencies both internal as well as external dependencies so once that is done you estimate duration you estimate duration as a result you get duration estimates the estimate of each activity and basis of estimate basis of estimates is an important document basis of estimates is an important document this document basically tells us why you are basic what is the basis of this document how you did this so when we are estimating duration we have many technique known as analogous estimation also known as same same if something took the same uh, top down or same same if something took this duration in the past and if we are doing the same thing now then we calls analogous estimation for example if we made 200 square feet house 2 years ago again we want to make 200 square feet house and if it took us uh, 1 1.2 year to make 200 square feet we can say that it will again take us 1.2 years to again make same house this is known as analogous estimation if we made before 200 square feet and now we make 400 square feet we will double this duration 2.4 year so this is known as parametric estimation parametric estimation then we have three point estimation that is best case scenario optimistic worst case scenario pessimistic and most likely we have two formulas for them triangular distribution and beta distribution beta distribution is also called as part program evaluation and review technique once we have estimated the complete uh, duration of each and each and uh, each activity once each activity duration is estimated then we add all those duration we check our resource management plan and we get schedule baseline the time duration of each activity we get project schedule maybe in the form of gantt chart 
network diagram and maybe milestone charts then we try to control the schedule throughout the process and we use two formulas for that schedule variance that is earned value minus planned value and schedule performance index that is earned value divided by planned value now these two formulas are very important from your exam point of view the exam will ask you what if schedule variance is zero what does this means if schedule variance is positive what does this mean if schedule variance is negative what does this mean and same goes for schedule performance index this exam will ask you so you make schedule forecast in the form of work performance information and so on so that completes our schedule part if you have any question in the schedule area please ask so a part now yeah so by our first uh, i'll come back to you after cost question if you have any question in scheduling you can ask so uh, i'm i joined the project team as a new uh, member and i've been uh, given the task where would i go and look at what uh, details of the of the task i would go to my activity list is that a good picture yeah yeah you can go to the activity list and you can also go to the rasi matrix but responsibility has been assigned to you okay thank you yes in club yeah so uh, i had a question on cost uh, amir sir if you are finished with that i i, no, I wanted I, to clarify something i haven't i haven't even reached the cost i think you are also doing something else that's why you are unable to know <laughs> no that's fine okay yeah so yeah once you are there then i will ask and now i am going to the cost topic okay sir i have a, i have a little bit question uh, on the method of estimation as you told the analogous and parametric but usually we do not use in our construction field we also use bottom up estimation in construction yeah. we use bottom up estimation i was coming to in bottom up estimation in costing because in costing okay. all do the now i'll explain we are, we are here what what happens in costing we make a cost management plan then we estimate the cost estimate cost have all those techniques plus cost of quality and bottom up estimation we estimate for individual activity okay this activity activity will take this time this time this time and we add all those activities and that as a result we get baseline cost baseline we call that that as bottom up estimation or also called as uh, cost aggregation okay thank you so then we also have technique of financing how we are going to finance the project which currency we are going to use we also have funding limit reconciliation as a result we get project funding requirement so how and when we will get each funding we reconcile with it this work will be completed then we will get this money most of the time milestones are attached to those thing those funding requirement okay very important chart to be discussed here so we have activity list let's say we have activities just one second i will keep updating so you see in club i need you to unmute yourself so you yes, have sir. activities okay you add the activity yes. you get work package bio it will also answer your question you have activity you add them it will make work package 
okay when you add the work packages it became control account when you add all the control account it becomes the project estimation so that is your real project estimates without any reserve then you mm -hmm. add contingency reserves in your original project estimates you get cost baseline you get cost baseline so contingency reserves are like your reserve tire that you yourself add for identify risk for identifiable risk you add your contingency reserves so contingency reserves are identify reserves that you put as an overall or to individual activity as a reserve and you add it to get they are included in cost baseline project manager does not need any approval to use contingency reserves you have already calculated them you have approved the baseline by getting approval of the all those reserves so then we have management reserve most of the time management reserves are more of a lump sum amount so you add as overall amount in it and they are not included in cost baseline they are included in cost budget they are with the management if you need those money you need to get approval from the management so this completes the cost budget okay so this is important concept to understand when you are doing costing so any question so far anyone else yeah one one question uh, mr amir so um let's say a risk trigger a risk triggers i use um contingency reserve for that activity right um, so risk so triggers which which risk occurred identified risk occurred unidentified risk occurred yeah i'm just saying uh, so it's uh, uh it's some it's a question it came in no, a question i am right? asking you another question from your question if identified yeah. risk occurred if you have identified the risk you will use contingency reserves because if you have yeah. already identified the risk that risk occurred you have already put the money in the baseline you will use contingency right. reserves but if an unidentified risk occur then you use right. the money from management reserve you change your baseline and you use it accordingly right. correct but once uh, say you have a identified risk occurs you use the um, contingency reserve and does the project manager have to go back and ask uh, do a change request to rebaseline in why? order to get why uh, if identified risk occurred you have already put the money aside for that a risk occurred you just like any activity a risk occurred you take the money you put it you put the money for that you used it go ahead that's it and if you have put the money if the bioweight if the money if you have put the money and that risk does not occur all the reserve of that risk activity go back to the pool of reserves okay 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 mr jain satisfied okay thank you thank you yeah. i have most focus on you and ibtisam most of both of you have very near exam i really want you yes. to clear and come and tell me how you clear the exam i am waiting to call your journey okay guys yes. on the magic day march 15 yeah both of you actually both yes. of you really jen you have you have your exam also actually, same day it's how i actually have more student also on 15 okay <laughs> that's a good day to have but all of you i want you to clear exam before 31st that's my birthday i need that present from all of you <laughs> 
Okay. So, Bio, what's your question? Uh, what What if it's uh, residual? Does it is also going to be taken care of from the contingency again, reserve? Come again. I didn't understand. Residual risks. Residual risk. Do you okay. take care of it from the contingency? Okay. Good question. Residual risk. You you will identify it since the residual risk comes from the identified risk. Okay. So you have already identified it. So if that occur and you have minimum risk left, so you have already identified it. So you will use contingency reserves for that. Okay. Okay, okay. anyone? Okay, thank you. Any other questions? So we are done with the cost. Yes, Abhijar. Sir, suppose we have uh, we have an identified risk. Okay, so we use contingency reserve for it. But that uh, reserve is not enough to overcome that uh, risk. Can we use then uh, how, management how reserve for that? You, how you can say that? Uh, then as a project, Suppose, okay. Jahat, first funny answer, yes. then real answer. Then as a program manager, yes. I will fire you. <laughs> you have identified a risk. Oh, no, no. It Actually, happens, you have identified a risk and you haven't put a reserve properly for that. You are not a good project manager. Okay. Second question. Uh, the real answer. If you have used all the reserves, then you will go to the management and get management reserves. You have to you have to initiate a change request and you need to use management reserves. Okay. All right. Okay. Anyone else has any question from complete predictive environment? So just to elaborate further in the continuation of uh, uh, Vajahat answer, is that the Vajahat WK future? Yeah, yeah. Vajahat. Okay. Okay. In the continuation of same question. I have been facing the same problem. Actually, <laughs> my consultant, my consultant has put uh, around half million as a provisional sum in the YouTube. Actually, the provisional sum we kept all always for those activities which we cannot predict the actual value of that uh, amount. Just like a, uh, a school, we have constructed the PMO office has. Uh, allocated the budget of half million for the demand notes and uh, uh, utility connections. But actually, when we go over there and the utility connection charges was around of a uh, one million, the half million amount, half million amount has already been allocated in the BOK as a provisional sum. Yeah. But actually, we get the demand notes of a one million. So sometime it uh, could happen. Which, uh, it happens in predictive environment. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's let's come back to the point. So we still have agile at our hand. Okay. So then, if once you have made the baselines, you have done all those things, then you measure your baseline through undervalue management. Okay. Remember for your exam point of view, cost variance just like plan that undervalue minus actual cost and cost performance index. Very important formula for your exam. And you know that your complete budget called budget at completion. If that budget is not relevant, then you have to make a new budget that is estimate at completion, which, which is actual cost plus estimate to completion. And how do you calculate it? Estimate at completion, the general formula is divided by CPA. So that's complete over cost area. So costing is complete. Then another topic for exam point of view is issue. If an issue occurred in the project, if an issue occurred in the project, 
issue has occurred you write it in issue log issue occurred you write it in issue log you solve the issue once the issue is solved you put it in the lesson learn registry everything that you put in the lesson learn registry in complete project at the end of the project when you are closing the project you you put all the lesson learn into lesson learn repository so that completes our predictive environment now we are in the closing once the complete work is done even if your deliverables are not not accepted your project got cancelled you still close the project according to the project management plan and at the end of the project you measure your benefits according to benefit management plan have you achieved the benefits or not you close administratively how do you close the project just uh, first step will be like you get the accepted deliver accepted so you transfer the deliverable final deliverable is transferred then you write the final report step number 1 deliverables is transferred to them maybe transition phase then write final report get it uh, write final report show it to your sponsor once sponsor approved the final report communicate the final report according to communication management plan once final report is done write the ops lesson learn register update lesson learn put it in repository update all the documents once you have updated all the documents then release your team uh, close the contract and project get can close that is the closing in high level and that completes all predictive environment people area business environment only agile left that i will do now but if you have any question in this domain please can ask. you say that step by step the close out step by step i would write step by step mr jen yeah it's just a little bit slow i'm writing it down you know just okay just I'll highlight say, I'll, i'll say it again but important thing on youtube i'll share a video link with you i have small small video of only on initiation steps of initiation steps of planning steps of execution monitoring and control and closing you can for everyone uh, jen and uh, tasam also go through that so you can have also mindset of that step number 1 so fine i am not talking mr jen final deliverables get accepted step number 1 final deliverables you give it final deliverables to the team uh, to the Uh, operation team or whoever the customer you transfer the final deliverable final product final services step number 1 step number 2 you write final report you write final report all the lesson learns what went well what went bad you write the complete detailed final report and you show it to sponsor you show it to sponsor and once the sponsor approve the final report you communicate the final report to uh, all the stakeholders according to communication management plan you communicate the final report to all the stakeholder to communication management plan once that is done you write all the lesson learn in the lesson learn register you update lesson learn register and you put all the lesson learn register in lesson learn repository in lesson learn repository then you up, update all project documents and archive all the project documents once the report is done report is shared deliverable is transferred lesson learns are put in repository documents are archived now now all the work is done you release the team you release the team release the resources 
remember that never release the resources before writing the report who will like who will write the lesson plans brother if you release the resource yes. maybe you now you release the resource according to resource management plan that some of the resource may be released before but mm-hmm. you need some resources to write the lesson plans so you release the resources you close the contract and project is ended so it it is possible that before i have said some other iteration and now i am saying something else i have nothing written anywhere no, i'm just speaking from my mind that that's perfect one question and one comment who who signs off is a sponsor signs off on the final report or project who manager signs the project charter sponsor that's your answer okay sponsor signs off right of course yeah of course and you missed the last step which one? having the party celebration celebration yeah yeah you are right i missed the last sorry for that yes any other question in complete predictive uh, business environment and or what was that people area so there is a question please yeah. so there is a question please please uh, sir yeah uh, sir i wanted to uh, confirm that the the contracts uh, they are closed in the in this phase like in monitoring and controlling we are going to close the contracts or in uh, in which phase we are going to do that uh, we start controlling uh, contract in close the procurement and close the procurement according to pembook 6 edition is in monitoring and control yes okay but in reality contracts are closed in the closing For, uh, so, from exam point of view, what should we keep in mind? Pimbuk, okay. Pimbuk. Okay. Pimbuk. okay. Everything which I am saying right now is according to Pimbuk Sixth Edition. I have seen Pimbuk Seventh Edition. I know what is there. I am an ATP. I know you all have ATP material. You all know. But I am in this video contextualizing everything that you need to do according to PMP exam. and this session i think is going the best session i have ever conducted becoming the mo- longest session because your questions especially mr jen questions are very interesting so this session is going very good in my opinion you can say that not going good that's your personal opinion okay so okay now we move to the agile please before you move a question sir can you yes yes, yes. Uh, what please um, can you explain shit between quality control measurement and quality metrics quality metrics is a kpi that we have agreed quality metrics is the kpi that we have agreed in our quality management plan that is a metrics we have added agreed in the our quality management plan in the planning process that these are the things that we are going to measure for example in quality metrics cpi cost performance index is a quality matrix your all kpis basically spi schedule performance index is a can be a quality matrix number of changes can be a quality matrix all these are in quality matrix then in manage quality we ensure that we we follow the processes to ensure quality standards and we follow the quality standards in control quality in quality control measure we are measuring it how we are performing what are the level we are doing clear bio Okay, clear. Thank you. Thank you, sure. So agile, 
the first and most important thing is mindset of agile and hybrid agile in agile basically we accept the changes in agile we have inverted triangle this scope is down schedule i'll put time for less confusion and cost what we are doing we are making basically anything that we can do within a time box few very important concept of agile are teams are collocated we have a seven leadership model we do activity to time box or we make a flow these are some of the activities let's go with some of the most important thing in agile the first and most important thing is agile manifesto very important individual and interaction are our processes and tool in agile this is a mindset that individual perform the work better than processes and tool we prefer to give something tangible than the documentation this does not mean we don't like documentation we do like documentation but the responsible documentation not the comprehensive documentation and customer collaboration over contract negotiation we prefer to have customer all the time with us having customer with us is very important okay then responding to the change over following the plan we change anything whatever the customer ask at any time then we have 12 principle of agile we have 12 principle of agile okay and you don't need to remember this principle just need to remember you can change anything at any time customer is right welcoming change is the most important thing we have a highly motivated team delivering software incrementally in step is important the best the best conversation is face to face conversation we don't like to have rapid uh, rapid development we like to have sustainable development we like simplicity we don't like to do so many things we like to do few things if you look at my status or my youtube channel you will see pmp 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 i do motivations i have a time management sessions i do so many things else but my focus my simplicity is pmp that is being agile i am always trying to improve my process if you attend my batch number 1 and now i just did batch number 5 if you have attended it it will be entirely different i am always working how i can improve myself 1% just 1% can make the difference and agile team sit together and reflect on themselves how they can improve how they can continuously improve that's agile that's the basic manifesto of agile in agile we basically have scrum remember agile is umbrella it has many thing under it scrum comes under it xp extreme programming comes under it lean comes under it. actually agile come under lean but whatsoever then you have kanban kaizen some people think scrum is agile no majority of it is but not all the thing in scrum you need to understand very important thing the role of product owner product owner is the voice of a customer product owner is first i will explain few things then i will make a story of it product owner is the responsible for all the requirements it's his responsibility to gather all the requirement it's his responsibility to make product backlog 
product backlog is a list of all the requirement it's his responsibility to prioritize the product backlog like what are the most important what are least important it's his responsibility the product get accepted he is the person who, who basically tells when the product is accepted or rejected so then we have scrum master scrum master is a servant leader he's a coach he's a trainer he's a facilitator his process is to basically assist the team assist the product owner assist the processes remove impediments remove things that can hinder the progress then we have development team development team is normally comprised of 5 to 9 people they they do the task they are the they are the real worker who are committed to do the task they are the people who do things who do task they are the people so these are the three roles if anyone has any question in three roles please ask four values 12 principle three roles in front of you if you have any question ask me this is very important so you said scrum is a part of agile oh. yes i said this it's scrum one of the techniques thing. scrum is one of the framework that is used in agile Thank you. Agile is umbrella. It comes under Agile. Is there a way you can share this slide twenty three with us? I have actually shared all these things uh, today with you. That's the same document. How to clear PMP in seven days? I opened the same. I didn't, I didn't see it. Maybe I have old document. <laughs> you didn't see because the same thing I was answering to one of the student who was asking uh, what to do. This I said, please go to the document. <laughs> okay. कंपनी Yes, a okay. part of a company, but he's the voice of a customer. In XP, like in this happened in Scrum. In XP, really, we have a customer with us. He is doing the role of product owner. In XP, we don't have product owner. Extreme programming. All right. Yes, Ittisam, go ahead. Two questions, please. If in the question we don't have, it's not mentioned that uh, uh, any Scrum master or just PM, we assume that PM. Equal Scrum Master, right? Yes. In most of the okay. time, the question will come like this: As an agile practitioner, as a project manager, you have to imagine he's a servant leader. That's the simplest thing. He's a servant leader. Job of a servant leader is to help the team to do the task, to re remove the impediments, to assist them in doing the task, and let the team develop. Development team do the work. Thank you for this. And uh, could you please just give the definition? I always make mistake between iterative life cycle and incremental life cycle. I have trouble. Iterative is basically you yeah. you give the complete thing in one cycle. For example, I'll give you an example of a website. Let's say you need to make a banking website. Now, what? How you will do it? Iterative. You have a task to give a banking website. You. try to complete complete banking website in one go and in as soon as possible go and show to the customer 
the customer look at your website and say no this is missing this is missing this is missing this is missing you again go add those features and show the customer the customer say this missing this missing you keep on going with the customer keep on going in cycle and keep on showing that that is iterative the same website how do you do increment first maybe you make a sketch of that diagram and show to the customer are you agreed on the sketch yes we are agreed these are the feature are you agreed okay we agreed then maybe you make a low fidelity prototype a framework of that website and show that okay are you agreed on this yes we are agreed on then you keep on building on that thing that is increment okay in agile okay, agile is a combination of iteration and incrementation agile basically took the best of iterative and increment so that is clear to everyone four values 12 principle role of scrum role of development team role of scrum master please i want to make it's not it's not a question it's like a contribution just to what uh, she said i i used to get confused with those two or three times also not until i came across there's a picture i'm sure um some i may have it there's one picture that shows how incremental and um, iterative flow works. I don't know if you remember that picture. There's one picture of a paint, one paint, paint in a picture. Maybe you can send it to us, so maybe to assist. Sure, you can share it. Okay, okay, okay. I'll send it to the group. Yeah, sure. Anyone else has any question? Anyone else has any question? Okay, so yes, Elias. I have not any question, but uh, just for your information, uh, right now I am uh, confusing with the Scrum and all those principles. But let why, I will. Why you are confusing myself? Have you revised anything so far? No. Uh, I have not revised the Scrum portion as well. Yes, no. that's why I'm saying once I will review and revise it, then I will be in position to ask any yes, question yes, if I have any questions. Yes, sure. sure. The thing is that yes. you just read Scrum for the first time a few days back, two days back. Yes. So yes. you have been working into yes. predictive. I understand that. Let it come to you slowly. You still have 21 days for exam. That's more than enough. Okay. 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 Yeah. You are giving exam before 31st December. I'm telling you. Okay. So then we have five events in Scrum. The first event is sprint planning. Okay. Let's put it backlog refinement. What is product backlog? We go to the customer taking the example of banking again. We go to the customer and product owner go to the customer and he goes there and ask all their requirement. All the requirement are put in the form of user story. All the requirement are put in the form of user story on sticky notes. We usually say 3C as a sticky notes. We have a card. We have a conversation. As a user, I want this so that this can happen. As a user, I want this so that this can happen. Once we have that, we have confirmation on the backside. That is how we know that something will be done. So we get all the requirement from the users and we put in the product backlog. We product put in the product backlog. 
there is one product backlog having all the requirement within it so once the product backlog is there then product owner have all the requirement he go to the customer and he ask them to prioritize what are the requirement that you think are the most important we can use mosco technique we can use 100 point technique we can use multi matrix we can use any dotting or all those techniques to prioritize once the product backlog has been prioritized with high value high risk and going downward so we get that product backlog refinement is done so once the product backlog is done then the team comes then the team comes with the scrum master in sprint planning they start looking at the user stories and they start putting effort effort we called it as story point how much story point it will take to complete this task this task this task mostly we put it in t-shirt sizing large medium small or in fibonacci series one story point two story point five eight whatever the team decided and how many story points a team can do in one sprint sprint or iteration is a duration of one to four week sprint or iteration is duration of one to four week is known as velocity of the team thank you vijay for such definition so then we have in sprint planning we estimate what we are going to do in this sprint in this one to four week remember this once team agreed the duration of sprint it can be one week it can be four week so we follow that process the duration is not changed throughout the project so we do sprint planning we get sprint backlog all the things we are going to do in this in this basically sprint so we divide the activities may all those things into task maybe so we get all the task we need to do then in daily scrum on daily basis the team come together they basically discuss what went well three question 15 minutes daily what went well what went bad how they can improve they go through the burn down chart burn up chart risk chart all those information radiator they may they, they go through all those thing the task board or those kanban board having the flow to do list with work in progress limitations they go through all those thing burn down all those techniques they go through that and once that is done we have sprint review uh, at the end of the sprint we have sprint review in sprint review the customer come the product owner come they they review the product if they accept the user stories well and good according to the acceptable criteria they added in the user story definition of done they accept well and good if they don't accept it goes back to the product backlog and product backlog can be reprioritized here the customer can add any user story here the customer can add anything and we reprioritize that then once that is done we have sprint retrospective here the team sit together and do self analysis how they can improve the processes how they can improve for future so we have five steps in sprint retrospective set the stage where we are setting the requirement data gathering we are gathering the complete data what happened in complete sprint generate insight decide what to do and close the sprint five step so do using all the root cause identifying what happened well what bad bad and all those things any confusion in these five events actually this cover over scrum complete i got two question okay yes mr gain so, so what is the relationship between requirement a, a story and a sprint 
sprint is the duration like in agile we work in cycle 1 to 4 okay. 1 to 4 week so sprint is that sprint or iteration is that cycle requirements we requirement is what you want to build and we take the requirement in the form of user story as a user i want this thing so that this thing so that is relationship between users story requirement and sprint is this clear mr jain yeah so um so sometimes uh so so the um, the team has to really break the story down so that they can fit it into the sprint right okay basically sprint uh, story is also already a broken down thing right. a big story sometimes you have a big story that is called epic you break down into small stories story must be that small that you can do in the real project okay The last question yes any you need to ask all the agile last question right now although you did very good in the agile yeah. test but i want you to clear it here yes yeah one the other thing is the roles and responsibilities right so we have a product owner we have a scrum master we have um and then we have the development team right so when you're um, building the uh, product backlog first so the product owner works with the stakeholder to prioritize the product backlog Good. based on risk and business value right Good. Good. does is a team involved with that no De- development team no no okay okay so then in uh, sprint planning right then uh, who's involved with the product owner uh, scrum you know, developing product owner scrum master and development team okay and then uh, who's going to be at the um um stand up meeting and who's uh, going to scrum be master, at the sprint scrum master and development team product owner can come but he will be not talking anything because in 15 minutes team update their progress they talk about what the only three questions product owner can be come can come there as a silent observer okay so that is for the team by the team okay okay thank you and retrospective okay. retrospective is again for the team by the team but anyone can come in product owner or other people can come in the team but that's mostly in in agile environment that's mostly their team in hybrid environment other people can also come oh okay okay oh yeah yes yeah, please i have uh, i have two wait. questions some please wait uh, two people have raised their hand before yes junaid sir i have a question which is uh, a little bit related to jens question i wanted to ask about this prioritized product backlog in the prioritized ba- uh, product backlog we are basically going to prioritize based on the you know risk and uh, business value the team the development team the team is also going to give its input no, no, in no, no. the product no, 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 no. product backlog is prioritized by business value and risk by product owner or product owner and stakeholder yes he can take input of team yes he can take but he is the product owner that's his product he can take the input yes and we prefer that they they can take but as a general no 
done so the decision that will be made that uh, this much story points will be required for this particular user that is a different thing to be decided in uh, maru you are mixing two yeah. things the first step is product no no i am no no the first step is product backlog requirement refinement you get the requirement yes. put in product backlog yes. then you put prioritize the product backlog that is product yes. backlog refinement step number 1 that yes. then stakeholder go their home step 2 sprint planning now we are putting story points story point is how much time it will take to complete this task this is a job of team not even product owner yes. can put story point this is the job of team they will tell how much time they can do yes product owner can ask them much more less or clarify or all those thing but at the end of the day that's their job the story point is their job sprint backlog is their job got it yes sir thank you sure bilal please go ahead Yes, sir. Actually, I want to know the sprint uh, review uh, difference between sprint review and a retrospective. Actually, who will be conducting the uh, sprint review, or who will conduct the? Okay, uh, as a as a question to conduct a scrum master yes. throughout the project. Actually, you said you said sprint review in which uh, client accept the. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, sprint. Yes. Sprint review is something in which the client comes. They accept the deliverable product. Owner is there as a general. all the meetings is facilitated by scrum master as a as a okay as a, in, a, in a in a in a sprint review if there is a stakeholder the main stakeholder uh, if i'm say uh, if i can say a, a client is there so uh, there will be there will be a, a product owner in the sprint review yes 100% he is the person who give the requirement you see actually what happens in agile so he is the key person yes development team product owner then customer team talk to the product owner product owner talk to the customer or stakeholder so the stakeholder requirement is taken by product owner product owner is talking to them so he is the voice he is the person between them talking to them and scrum master is basically facilitating everything okay 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 any other question bilal okay so you. i actually want to know the the sprint review or difference between the both and now clear and it's still got my answer yes 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 i've got my answer actually in uh, my office uh, actually the team oh, is different like the sprint review so that's that, that, yeah that's yeah that's why i uh, let it go well you need to let it go what is happening in office for pmp <laughs> okay ptasam please go ahead your turn to sam your mic is mute okay i think if to sam question has been answered is anyone has any other question yes 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 okay second one is uh uh when we are doing uh, the job current sprint is here we are working team is working a risk comes or a new feature uh, comes from the po uh, what should we do should we um, if emergent risk is here so we need to uh, it affects the current sprint uh, what should we do in that uh, 
situation okay the first thing is that if a new requirement is comes during the sprint as a general review as a general in agile we don't add anything but if that is very 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 important then product owner talk to the team talks to the team and then there is a trade off only product owner mm-hmm. can cancel the sprint there is always a trade off okay we will do this but we have to remove this because we have a constant velocity if we add a story points of five if we add something use a story of five story point we need to remove something of five story point and so on one thing if a emergent risk occurred okay. the team will do risk spike okay the team will do risk okay. spike risk okay. spike okay. or architectural spikes happens in agile in architectural spike mostly it happen in uh, sprint zero or iteration zero in which team team sit together and try to solve all those thing teams sit together and try to solve all those thing try to stack check the system all those architectural thing will this work or not doing exploratory testing also checking mm-hmm. will it work or not and at the end of the sprint we have iteration h hardening sprint iteration h or sprint h hardening sprint when we are going mm-hmm. to give the product to the customer to see what are the things we need to produce all those things Okay, okay, thank you. Just please, and uh, last question uh, about refinement. Uh, we are doing it uh, in a current sprint, but preparing for the next iteration, right? Yeah. Okay. We are, doing, we are doing this at the end of the sprint in order to prepare for the next sprint. Yes, Mr. Jain. Okay, thank you. Yeah, just one quick question. So if uh, the team cannot complete that activity within that sprint, does that story go back to the sprint sprint backlog or product backlog the sprint ended the black the sprint backlog ended end of sto- end of sprint backlog now only backlog we have product backlog so it goes back to product backlog okay so always the, uh, the sprint backlog has sort of very little or only on the stuff you're working on right of course it is only for one, that sprint now Oh, only okay. Got it. Okay, thank okay. you. Okay, so this completes the sprint and all those things. Okay, let me just go through and see if we have. Then we have a Kanban board that basically show us our progress to do in progress and limit our work to work in progress things. Okay, so just a quick review of Agile. Then I'll uh, uh, then I'll see. But before going to that, we also have XP in Agile. XP is XP. portion in exam is very less but it's good to know in xp we have few things that is very important the first thing is that two programmers are sitting together and doing coding one is doing the other is watching the purpose is that we can find the defects very easily we are working in the test driven development that first we write the test then we start working on it and we try to refactor the process refactoring is more of a housekeeping how you improve the process continuously we try to limit escape defect no defect goes over out and escape defect is like if a de- defect escape from you and goes to the customer everyone is responsible in xp that's the basic of xp so you can have a scrum and xp hybrid also in the your project then Uh, we have lean lean is all about removal of waste we make value stream mapping to see the value added activity and non value added activity in the project value stream mapping remove the waste from the process 
then we have crystal that is a mixture of methodology feature driven development and then the most that's all about agile so just few thing going back again like in agile we first have product roadmap complete when you will deliver this thing this thing this thing we mostly give it in a form of a story map like these are the most feature should be feature all those thing we have product roadmap the overall picture like maybe it can be like 1st of january till 31st december the project is one year then you have the product divided into release release 1 release 2 release 3 then you have the project into sprint level sprint 1 2 3 4 whatever the sprint level is there then you have daily stand ups you can have you basically have product backlog sprint backlog you can also have release backlog that is a level higher to that okay and that's all about agile and that's all about revision of all the material if you have any questions about anything please ask yes junet sir ye the how many uh, sprints can we have in one release sir as many as you want there is no fixing thing There is no fix. As a, as a general, as a general sprint is of three. As a general, the release is more, mostly two to three. So if your release is of six months and if your sprint is of two weeks, then you can have twelve sprints in a release and so on. So you need to identify that thing. That's one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyone? Uh, Any other question? Sir, I wanted to. Yes, yeah. Sir, persona. I wanted to know persona, about persona. Uh, persona is a. persona is a fictional character persona is a fictional character we put to understand that person for example if you put my persona like you guys know me this much you know that i like food you know that i like comics i am an introvert person i don't like to go out so even a uh, a student of mine send me a cake once clear that it was very beautiful i am sitting on a computer and there is a comic there and there i am watching like godzilla and all those things i am that person who is actually waiting for the godzilla movie to come all those things so i am a geek person like that so, so you can put a persona form and things like that so that's a persona okay anyone else any can you go to gym sorry so you have a trainer you can you go to the gym sir yeah i go to gym you're not an introvert Is that an extrovert, Marshall? No, uh, introverts basically works on their weaknesses to learn about those things. Okay, uh, next question. I have question now, sir. Please, um, <clears throat> let's say we define the life cycle and sprint about uh, two weeks, and the the P and we deliver the first sprint, and the PO he said, no, no, it doesn't uh, suit me to two weeks. Let's say. one week no, we can no, change no, no. sprint duration okay. does not changes sprint okay. duration does not changes right in club if you are with me yes sir that's correct so <clears throat> we we try to we spring duration does not change and there is another thing we don't change resources in middle of spring that's also another uh, guideline which we try to always follow Unless resource resigned from the company, yeah, it's a different story. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyone else has any question? Okay. So thank you very much. It has been a long session, and I am very happy that you guys were patient enough to be there, especially Imran sir.
you Coach, I have a question. Uh, who has a question? Bio. Yeah, Bio, my brother. Go ahead. Yeah, once once a team determines their velocity, can they if they discover that that velocity is slow, can they increase it or change yes, it? Yes, sure. Velocity is basically even in the first sprint you have a, a general velocity or so at planned velocity, estimated velocity. So your velocity get adjusted. Sometimes it go up, down. You can increase the velocity, but the goal is to have a constant velocity. Okay. Anyone else has any question? Sir, uh, in order to monitor the progress of the sprint, we use burn down and uh, burn, down, burn down, burn down, burn up chart. Then sometime cumulative flow diagrams, like they put the that into the perspective to see what are the bottlenecks. We can identify that thing. Okay. Right. Thank you. Sir. Yeah. Just want to just want to add. Burn down is always that uh, how much work is remaining and burn up is how, always how much work is done. Yeah, thank you. Okay, okay. So in club is actually very silent today. Otherwise, when we are talking about agile, he get a very <laughs> he actually take over the session. It gets very fun. <laughs> I really enjoyed at that time. I really learned from. He's I am multitasking. Yeah, he's a, actually <laughs> a giant project manager for the last 20 years. So it's really, I really love while I'm with him. And also Chitra, I miss her. Sir, in club partner Chitra is not there also. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank and thank you. For everyone, the maximum deadline for your project is again 31st December. This project and must end. That's the deadline for me. Otherwise, I'll block all of you. 31st March, sir, <laughs> not December. Oh, sorry, December. sorry, sorry. 31st March. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> my birthday. Actually, I put it this way. My birthday. And that's on 31st March. I need that gift from you guys. Okay? And, but that is the last date for those people who have started. Like Ilyas just started. This session ended on Sunday. Bajaj send it on Sunday. For Jen, if the Sam, I want it on Monday. For Bio and Club, Imran, uh, Maruk, I want it earlier. For Bilal, uh, Bilal date is already fixed. So Bilal, you can give it on 4th April. You are you already have booked it. Okay, for you. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's okay for you. Okay, thank you very much. And like okay, always, thank you. Always thank, you. Thank, you. Thank, thank you. 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 Thank you.